Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. Too bad this is an audio-only podcast because you can't see that I'm wearing a fuzzy pink bunny pajama set in honor of today's discussion about the 2022 holiday film, A Christmas Story Christmas, streaming exclusively on HBO Max. I'm excited to welcome in today's guest, Clint Parker. Clint and I worked together when I first moved to Oklahoma, and I've always enjoyed his sense of humor, but most importantly, he's an amazing friend to have on social media because he posts the best memes. How are you doing, Clint? Doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I always love seeing this stuff that you share or whatever. So uh, I don't know if you like follow all, all different sites or how you come across all that stuff. But <laughs> well, it's, it's by chance. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I've got to share it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, uh, today's film, A Christmas Story Christmas, is a 2022 American Christmas comedy directed by Clay Cadis. It is a legacy sequel to A Christmas Story from 1983 and serves as the eighth movie and ninth installment overall in the Parker Family Saga franchise. So, Clint, did you know that there was that many installments <laughs> to this? I, I didn't. I knew Gene Shepard wrote a, a few novels. Yeah. Were, yeah. were they novels or were they just short stories? I think they were, like, short stories. And, yeah, and I I seen, like... Um, I remember a long time ago, and I can't even remember if it was good, but there, I think there was like a summer spinoff I remember seeing like as a kid. Yes. Um, we've seen it. I know we've seen a Christmas story like in the theater, which was like not bad, but it was like basically the movie in person and added like, yeah, it added nothing new to the experience at all so anyway um but yeah this this film i thought this one be would be interesting to talk about mainly because it stars and is produced by peter billingsley uh repri who's reprising his role as ralphie parker um, alongside a slew of other cast members from the original movie i'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit because I was, I was pretty shocked about how many people they got to come back but yeah, um, there's quite a few yeah. So you said you were a little hesitant when I asked you to come onto the podcast because you said you didn't watch a whole lot of movies, but you grew up watching a Christmas story. And so uh, I, th I would assume like a lot of people our age. Um, and so uh, discussing the movie, this movie, I, I feel like we'll maybe have a lot more to talk about the original than maybe this one. But right. Um, I, I because I honestly, I don't think there's tons to say about this new installment, but <laughs> yeah, tell, tell us a little bit, you, you know, why you like uh, the original Christmas story and then uh, kind of what you initially thought about this new installment. Well, um, as we spoke about earlier, I'm just a little bit older than you, so I don't really remember this coming out at the movies, but I do remember it being at the uh, the video stores back then. Yeah. So we were at that age and uh, Peter Billingsley was kind of a, a memorable face. He was on a little house on the prairie. Um, I think he was on silver spoons later, but okay. it was just a, a, a recognizable face. Um, and so that we just picked it up by chance and it just became a staple in my house as a kid. And then it, it started playing on TBS and TNT each year. And so it became a, um, a yearly event. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, I can't remember. I mean, my family, you know, my parents, I know showed it to us at an early age. Cause honestly, you know, it's a very like safe movie for a kid to watch right. uh, when you, you know, and so, um, but I, I don't know if we own the VHS, but definitely, I mean, 
it, it seemed like something we watched every year, like for sure. And yeah. so um, sometimes I even like kind of balance off because it's just a movie that my wife, Whitney, did not grow up seeing. And so it wasn't until like, you know, later in life that I showed it to her. And I think she liked it fine, but she didn't quite grab onto it like I, you know, I had. So I kind of it's hard with this type. The original movie, I think a little bit is like, where is it a great movie or is it just because I've seen it so many times? I'm so familiar with it that I like it. But right. I, don't, I don't know. How, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? Uh, well, as a kid, there were some memorable lines like Frigili and um, yeah. And you're going to shoot your eye out, of course. And so, you know, just things that me and my friends at school would laugh about and and around the house. You know, it would there were some things over my head at the time, but you get later in life the, the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's um, it's just one of those those movies that when it came out, it felt like it's been around a lot longer than 1983. And yeah. So I don't I don't know if it, it's uh, Gene Shepard's writing or the way they created it, but it just felt like it had been around forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know my dad like really liked it because that was uh, that was like his childhood. That was you know even though he didn't grow up in Indiana, <laughs> like in the snow. Uh, I mean that you know the kids the age the 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 bullies they would ran into the types of toys they had want. I mean, that was very much like it really struck a chord, you know, w with how he grew up in Christmas and that sort of thing. And so I, I think, I mean, the movie just has so many memorable scenes and I've always thought, you know, it's like you appreciate it as a kid just because of the funny kid stuff that happens. But then you do see at, there's a certain shift where you start seeing that, more through the adult perspective of things and it, it almost right. it plays to it plays to those two sides uh really really well uh, all that being said <laughs> how'd you what'd you think about this uh christmas story christmas you know i didn't mind it i feel like it's kind of a carbon copy but overall it didn't feel like it was in the same vein as the original and I've been trying to rack my brain, figure out why. And <laughs> I, I I think the original was looking through a child's eyes. Yes. And the sequel is looking through an adult's eyes. Right. And you, you can't have the same movie. No. Doing both. Yeah. And I, yeah, uh, the, I totally the, agree. <laughs> the first one was filmed as kind of a somewhat, somewhat, soft filter kind of a dreamlike um vi visual throughout the whole thing and this this one seems very movie like if that makes sense oh no it, yeah it, the filter's completely. off and and so it doesn't have that same that same feel as ralphie as a kid right and it, it was almost something i i i, I liked how uh, i didn't completely like all the quote-unquote dream fantasy sequences but there was a couple of moments in there uh particularly with the uh saturday evening post graphic look uh that right. they did I, I really liked and i liked it, it was kind of nice when they at least even though maybe some of those dream sequences didn't work that they were playing with the style a little bit but you're right it the the film itself felt it feels so modern even though it's set in the 70s that it just it very much it almost feels like you can uh 
feel the family in a studio lot, like in the house <laughs> versus right. like there was something about that original 80s movie that really felt authentic to that time. Yeah, definitely. Um, the whole, the, they use the same, some of the similar music from the first one. And the fast, I, I don't have a term for it, but the fast forward scenes where they would zoom in on an object, um, like the bad Bart scenes, uh -huh. they would they would use similar music, uh, background music for that. Right, right, right. So, so that 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 made it feel like it was in the same same vein, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, there was something, um, about this. So overall I'll, I'll say, and I was kind of looking online too. I would say overall, it seems like people enjoyed this movie probably more than I did. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that this was a necessarily like a horrible movie because my family, they, they seemed to, to like it. I, I just, I was not really into, <laughs> into it at all. <laughs> and I, I don't, uh, it, it just, um, and I think you really hit on it when you mentioned, you know, it's not from a kid's perspective, you know, it's from adults perspective, which totally makes sense in this world. And I understand, but I kind of like, even though they're not in it a lot, a lot, I thought the two kids of Ralphie's, um, were particularly good in the scenes that they were in. Uh, like you could tell they were seasoned <laughs> actors and I kind of wondered, I kind of wanted to spend time with them. And I think it might've been more effective if we just got bits and pieces of Ralphie, um, you know, and I mean, it's, and I, you know, I know nostalgia is all the craze with everything that comes out these days. And, but maybe I'm a little bit over of just like, I don't have to see flashback scenes to the original movie. Like I understand like what we're watching. <laughs> that right. sort of you thing. You wouldn't be there unless you knew what the, the original was about. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and this is totally nitpicky of me, but like they had like, a, you know, picture frames of, uh, you know, of his friends when they were kids. And it's clearly like a photo still from like the original 1983 film. And that really bugged me a lot. Like I, I agree. I was going to bring that up. I thought, Oh, is that too nitpicky? But that really gets under my skin because it's like, there was no camera around when they were fighting the bully. There was no, you know, <laughs> it was, yeah. uh, it just seems a little forced. Yeah. 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 And, um, Peter Billingsley, he's, he's, he's done a lot in Hollywood since a Christmas story. He he's produced a lot. He's uh, directed a lot as well, but, and, and I'm really not being mean when I say this because I, I am very aware of my age and how I look, I'm starting to get gray hair and that sort of stuff. But there was something about seeing him on, on film. You're kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I see why there's like movie stars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> him and his buddies looked you know kind of not necessarily rough around the edges but you're like yeah they were clearly like child actors <laughs> and, they and, did. It, and it ended there <laughs> <laughs> it, it did and nobody like all i have to say nobody's like horrible in this but and i don't blame right. them for doing this i'm sure it was a pretty amazing paycheck and they actually all did like fine with what they were given you know but uh it, it was, I, I was a little surprised to see so many uh, cameos, so to speak, but uh, yeah, but I did. And, and I actually liked uh, her performance, uh, Ralphie's wife uh, played by Aaron Hayes, who I've seen before. And there was something, especially with him, like 
I don't know, sharing the same space, so to speak with her, it was kind of, you could really tell the, uh, the difference in the room, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I did. Did you, did you recognize, uh, Julie Haggerty as his mom? Uh, I did. Uh, wasn't she in the Ryan Reynolds movie, um, best friends? Didn't she play his mom? In that? Oh, Oh, possibly. I, I know I've seen that a long time ago, but I can't quite remember. But what I remember her from is uh, I grew, I grew up on airplane and, uh, Oh, she, that's right. She, yeah. She's in that uh, movie. She's actually in, um, uh, I don't know if you saw a marriage story on net, uh, that was on Netflix a couple of years ago in 2019. Um, but that was more of a dramatic role, but she was really good in that. She's always been, someone who is really solid in these types of movies. Um, and also always remembered, I grew up on what about Bob? She was, she was, right. uh, Richard Dreyfuss's wife in that. That's a great it's, movie. It is a great movie. So anyway, it was fun to, it was, it was fun to see her. I, I'm not quite sure where the original, uh, actress who played Ralphie's mom is. Uh, but, um, anyway, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, Julie Haggerty, uh, in this, in this film a lot, but yeah, it just, this for me, it was kind of, um, it was all I, I, to me, it was just all fine. That's, that's kind of how I felt about the whole right. thing. It, there wasn't like, in turn, like I appreciated how it didn't completely like try to recreate, recreate everything from the original movie. Like they go to the mall and you know they have the same like Santa setup with the big slide and all that. And I appreciated it that it wasn't the same just mean Santa. But then in the same turn, the whole scene was about how he could you know get all the gifts while they were waiting in line. And I you know I don't know there was just there was no magic to me in this at all. No, I I, I agree. I remember um, in the first one when they're waiting on the parents to finish shopping and they're, they're just exhausted in the pile of snow and out comes the wizard of Oz uh, cast from the parade. And there was just none of, none of that in, in this, it just felt like a cheap carbon copy of the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if that's fair. Um, getting back to Ralphie's mom, uh, it was, a, she was originally played by Melinda Dillon. Okay, and I I read online that uh, she retired from acting back in the uh, late nineties. Oh, okay. So that might be a reason why they didn't yeah. get her for this role. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I I don't know what you thought about um, the narration in this. Um, I, I in my opinion, I thought there was way too much of it. Um, and it, it's something that's very memorable from the original movie, but I. I, and I might be wrong, but I, I feel like if you watch that original one, it's not like chock full of it. And I felt like this movie was like 50% voiceover. I, I don't know. Did you, since that, did that bother you at all? Yeah, it did seem like a lot of narration this time. And I felt like Peter Billingsley was trying to sound like Gene Shepard. They had the, the same vocal mm -hmm. range. Um but it did seem like an extraordinarily amount, large amount of narration. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. It, it, it was, this movie was using the narration to like drive the story. And in the original, it seemed like the narration was there to 
uh, I don't know, provide punctuation on jokes and moments. And so it was one of those where it's like, we don't, especially him as an adult, Ralphie as an adult, it's like, we don't have to hear all the narration of you as an adult of like what's really happening in your head. <laughs> but, exactly. Cause you know, he's, he's right there. He's an adult. We can hear it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so another um, kind of nitpick about this movie. So the whole, the whole movie sets up that his, his dad was this amazing super dad who loved Christmas and made Christmas the thing, you know, like he was the one that always brought the joy and the magic to Christmas. And even when it was over, Whitney turned to me and she was like, like, wasn't the dad like <laughs> kind of mean and gruff? And I, I don't know if you got that, felt that at all. No, I did too. I, I rewatched uh, the first one today and the second one, and I came away with that same feeling. You know, he I don't think he was this Mr. Christmas guy that they portrayed him in the second one. He kind of rolled with the punches and did what he could as a dad, and it wasn't really what they built him up to be in the in the sequel. No, no, not at all. And that, and not that he was necessarily a bad guy or even by any means a bad father, but like, it didn't really seem like he, you know, on the street, he wouldn't made, he wouldn't have been known as like Mr. Christmas. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, he, he spent most of his time fighting the hounds next door, fighting the furnace. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot about Christmas. He was bargaining with the, uh, the Christmas tree guy to get the, 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 the Christmas tree at the, at the cheapest price. Um, so, you know, that doesn't sound like Mr. Christmas. <laughs> no, especially, especially for that time. I mean, and it was kind of rightfully so, so he, he, he just, he worked all the time. He came home and, you know, he was there in the moment for things, but still it was the mom who was, you know, keeping things going, so to speak. And I don't know if they meant to do this, but like in turn in this movie, it really, it really bothered me that like, you know, a spoiler, Ralphie is so glad that he gets published in the paper finally. And he's like, I did it. Like, I'm like going to be this great author now. And I was like, no, you did not do it. It was your wife who submitted this story for you. It just like, the moms in this, like the, this Ralphie uh, family just, just does not get the credit that they deserve. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And, and being an adult now, looking back at the first one, something that really bothered me today when I rewatched it was that the mom never got to eat a hot meal. I've watched it hundreds of times over the years. And that scene really stuck out to me how sad that was that she was running back and forth for the kids and, and, and the old man. And she never got to, you never saw her eat anything in that scene. It goes from uh, uh, helping the young, younger one eat like a piggy in, in the plate. And then the doorbell ring or the door, there's a knock at the door and the gift has arrived, which is a leg lamp. <laughs> and that's where the yeah, scene he... is. It's like, she doesn't get to eat. <laughs> I, th I think there's a i think there's a lot of mothers out there that could uh, sadly relate to that scene uh all too well I'm probably. Sure. <laughs> um yeah and there was just um yeah there's just scenes in this maybe the whole the whole sledding scene with his buddies and the double dog dare and i you know i just 
it just they just it all fell just completely flat for me i i really felt like it was uh, a normal person's like retelling of their like christmas adventure back home and you know it's fine when your friend is telling you like in the living room somewhere but it by no means needs to have a movie made of it and that's how right. i kind of felt about this movie it, it just didn't have that magic that the first one had it would be a very tough assignment to have to write a sequel for something like that and make it nostalgia based and relevant at the same time i i don't know how how you fix that no no i don't and in the same turn it's kind of like i mentioned i'm glad they didn't you know rest solely on recreating you know stories or even like forcing his kids to wear like you know pajama sets that are embarrassing and that sort of thing but um yeah you you can almost feel like the creators behind this were kind of struggling with <laughs> the best way to get this uh, you know get this story across do you know if it was filmed entirely in the house or was it on a sound stage no i actually read and i i think it was on uh i can't tell you um how uh I mean, it's on the internet, right? So, like, is this really like <laughs> true or whatever? Right. But um, I think I read that it was filmed in a different country, actually. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, not not in uh, not in Indiana. <laughs> uh, well, that the the original house is in Cleveland, I believe, and I I did like a deep dive on YouTube of a um, of the street, and I think a lot of that is CGI in the in the in the new movie. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I I totally I totally believe that. Um yes, it according to Wikipedia, principal photography began in late February 2022 in Hungary and Bulgaria. <laughs> so well that's a long way from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. It's, it's a long it's a long way to I mean, I don't know if the whole movie was filmed there, but also a long way to send all their all the cast that's out there because you know it, it was, yeah. there's a lot of actors in this movie. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that would be a, that would be a big uh, flight over. Yeah, <laughs> it would. Um, well, uh, so I think that tra will transition into our movie musing segment. And Clint, these are just a couple of questions that I think of when watching the movie. Nothing too tough, but it's a little bit you know a it'll, it'll kind of dive into a little bit of who Clint Parker is. Are you ready for okay. these movie musings? What was the Christmas gift that you most remember wanting as a kid? Oh, um, do you remember the Shogun warrior Godzilla from, I think it was late seventies, early eighties with a firing fist. <laughs> was it, was it, uh, I don't know, maybe like, 12 inches tall i think like, it was about 12 inches tall it had yeah. a, a a tongue that would come out and it looked like fire i just thought that was the coolest thing ever and i never got it <laughs> I never oh got no it. i never got it <laughs> oh no did you did you grow grow up with any siblings i i don't know if i even know that uh i have a younger brother he's about okay. seven years younger than i am uh, okay so I had plenty of uh, free time to get all the toys I wanted between uh, when I was born in 1984, but uh, I got a whole lot lot of uh, Star Wars toys that year, which I can't complain about that because I love that franchise. Uh, yeah, but that that Shogun Warrior Godzilla always eluded me. But on a bright side, 
the the toy makers super seven have just came out with a remake of it so oh. i might have to buy me one this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah might as well yeah i was about to say i'm sure you could uh these days you could find that like on ebay or something oh, like yeah. that so yeah for, for me it, it probably i mean um every every Christmas is, it was great. And it always seemed like our, our parents kind of fulfilled our, you know, wildest wishes or whatever. It usually uh, revolved around, uh, you know, a Nintendo game of some sort. And so that is, that is probably mine. And uh, Whitney was able to recreate that moment when several years ago, they came out with that little console, Nintendo console that had all the preloaded games on it. Oh yeah. And, yeah, I yeah, and, and it was actually a pretty like hot, hot item. And, um, she was able to find it in, for me. And it was like a friend that like knew a friend that worked at Walmart at, down in um, Ardmore. And I think they like snuck it when they weren't supposed to. I mean, it was like, like, which, I mean, the story was like better than the gift itself. Almost, you That's know? Awesome. But yeah. Um, and speaking of like, did you happen to see, um, it was also on HBO max. It came out last year, but eight uh, bit Christmas. I didn't. Okay. So I would, um i think you would i think you would really enjoy it and it's actually it's very a christmas story-esque um but it's kind of for more our age but it's basically uh i can't remember i don't think it's the nintendo itself but i think the kid wants a power glove you remember the nintendo power glove i did uh, i got yeah. one it was a huge disappointment. <laughs> yeah i counted down the days for christmas because i i knew i was getting one i got it nothing worked like <laughs> how how in the world do you use this and yeah i think we took it back and got got a different just a game or something but the older i've got i've read reviews and nobody liked those things <laughs> no no <laughs> well um I, I we we will sum up kind of our final thoughts about the movie but real quick just while i'm thinking about it eight bit christmas like if you're trying to consider whether or not to watch this movie and to play off if you did enjoy the original Christmas story, eight bit Christmas is actually a much better spot than this act. This movie actually is, but you should check it out. It's pretty good. Oh, cool. Yeah. I definitely yeah. Will write it down. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second question I had for you, so um, it is, is to water your hometown. It is. Well, okay. I grew up in, uh, by Miami in a town called pitcher. It's no longer. Oh, okay. Town. Okay. I've, <laughs> oh. I've been, in, I've been in Stillwater since, uh, 2003 okay okay so i kind of it made me this a little bit does play on a little bit um it, it seemed especially like uh like college years and maybe a couple years after that uh, where we were definitely still going to my hometown uh, on christmases and reconnecting with those you went to high school with or other childhood friends but is that something that happened for you ever during the holidays is reconnecting with uh, old friends like that Oh, definitely. Uh, more so during college. Um, I, I was down here for college in Stillwater between 1996 and 1999. And that's before the town went away. Uh, so I, a lot of my friends were still back there or in colleges not too far away. And I'd come back, would hang out, and it felt like high school again for a few days. And it, it was really a lot of fun. But um not to not to get on too much of a different subject, but the town got hit by a tornado in two thousand eight, okay. and along okay. with the uh, the mining and the and the lead issues, it there's nobody that lives there anymore. So 
people are dispersed everywhere and it's it's a lot more difficult to reconnect with people from high school wow that's great so my sister-in-law she grew up in uh in that area in joplin but i think uh miami uh first so how how big was and i remember uh, hearing about when that tornado came through is that that same one yeah uh, yeah that was yeah. in 2008 i believe yeah how so uh, about how big was that town um there were 32 in my graduating class if that tells okay. you anything so <laughs> i think the entire population of the town was probably somewhere between 2500 and 3000 okay wow yeah it yeah, was a very just, small town but just yeah that thing just destroyed the community that's crazy yeah they were they were having a buyout at the time um FEMA was uh, buying people out and um, there were people still holding out and that tornado was just the final nail that. Wow. That's it, crazy. It, it, I believe it killed several people. Yeah. Not to get too dark, but no, no, no. Is it, so is it just land now or is there, it has an, the towns around it kind of absorbed the territory. The, it's kind of a, it's mostly fenced off now. Uh, okay. Quapaw tribe uh has taken over the school buildings and they they've kind of holding their headquarters there so those are those buildings are in use um there's probably less than five actual houses standing one or two business buildings if that um i think the old pharmacy is still there hmm. and i think that's it me and my wife drove through on friday and she was just amazed that there's no landmarks to see where houses were anymore. Wow. We drove down the street where I grew up and it's really difficult to tell where the, um, the driveway was to the house. And That's it's crazy. really, it's, it's really sad. Cause it's like, you don't have home to go to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy um well <laughs> yeah that was an unexpected term but i sorry that was that's <laughs> really that's that. really interesting no no um <laughs> well going off of that um, <laughs> my last question is what's your favorite christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh let's see um you know i really like a christmas story but um i like elf yeah i think yeah, elf my... holds up just as just as well as the others yeah, and it's definitely a, a movie my kids love. They've been already itching for us to watch it <laughs> at some point. They love it. Uh, yeah, personally for me, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is always a favorite of mine. That's it, a great one too. I it never ceases to entertain me. Um, I don't have to watch it every year, but I do love It's a Wonderful Life, and Whitney doesn't understand why. She thinks it's the most boring story ever. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, National Lampoon uh, Christmas Vacation kind of did what a Christmas story Christmas couldn't do. It created a sequel to the original vacation, kept the nostalgia, but also kept something new about people would, would go back to this one for or different reasons that they go back to the uh the original or yeah. the european vacation this year there's 164 new christmas movies <laughs> so wow. it's it's christmas story christmas uh one of those movies new movies worth seeking out in your opinion um uh, you know I, I i think so i think if you're familiar with the the original and you're looking for 
a fun movie, but not one you're going to go back to over and over. Absolutely. Um, check it out. Um, it may not be for you. You may love it. Um, it. I will always go back to the original rather than going to the yeah sequel. Like I said, kind of looking online and even, you know, my my kids and uh, Whitney, they they definitely seem to like this more than I did. I just um, I don't know. Uh, so I might be uh, I might have a lower opinion on of it than other people. I there. I mean, it seems like everybody's trying to grab uh, that mantle of, you know, best new uh, Christmas movie. There's so much right. that's out there these days. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just hard to beat, beat the classics that we talked about it earlier, is. you know? It, and it's, so It's interesting to go back and see where these characters are and see how they interact with one another on the screen. But I kind of leave it there. It's not yeah. something I really want to pursue. After, see another one. I don't know yeah. where they would take it if they did. <laughs> right. <laughs> go back to flicks bar i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i do like i said i do think if maybe they had gone through that kid's perspective and not that ralphie couldn't have been a big part of this but if he was the outlier of this uh right. maybe like i almost think it it would have been a little more interesting to see it through the kid's eyes and you as an adult you can tell that ralphie is trying to recreate the best Christmas ever for them, even though they might not completely know what's going on. I, I feel like there was be there's a better movie in that concept. Um, but it's also, you know, this is a movie that's streaming exclusively on HBO Max. So it, you know, maybe they weren't too concerned with, you know, such right. deep issues. <laughs> they it seemed like it was aimed directly at people who grew up with the movie and not young people who who would find something kids, I guess, rather that would would be drawn to this right i don't have right. kids so i'm just guessing on that one <laughs> <laughs> well uh i i appreciate you uh taking the time to kick off the this holiday season with me and on this podcast and uh, i mean you really did your homework you watched both both movies so i, I appreciate that <laughs> i did i don't even need that 24-hour marathon coming up on christmas eve i've got it covered already <laughs> yeah it they did get to the point for me that like I mean, I know, it, you know, the TNT thing, even on Christmas Day, we would have it, even though maybe the audio wasn't turned up, it was like on the screen for sure. Oh, and, yeah. and But there was at some point where I was like, uh, I I really don't need to see this uh, every year. Enough <laughs> but, is enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. But man, I a credit to them. And, you know, uh, hopefully everybody involved in that gets royalty checks off of the movie, uh, you know, so I, I'm assuming TNT still does that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think they are. Um, have, have you seen the Christmas story too? the, the one they made in 2012? Uh, you know, I saw, I saw that when I was doing like my research and I really don't think I have. Yeah. I don't think I have either. I, I keep seeing it pop up on, I don't even remember that coming out. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't either. So, uh, I don't know if it's worth seeing or not, or um, I'm trying to see, is there anybody even in it that people would know Daniel Stern's in it? Uh, he's the old man. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like somebody completely different is playing uh, uh, Ralphie. So yeah. I'll pass on that one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, well for next week, um, 
there's at this time of at the time of this recording there's kind of a i have a lot of kind of different options we we might hit another christmas classic or we might even dive into suspense or there's a lot of movies out in the theater i want to see right now but just haven't had a chance to go so uh not quite sure what we'll be covering next week but i'm sure whatever it is it'll be a great one so i just wanted to encourage people to visit moviesarelife.com for the links to everything but we're out there in social media land but also um I encourage people to share the podcast, just trying to grow our listener base here. And I'm sure Clint, you've told all your friends about it, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, um, I, I appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, hopefully your wife didn't mind watching these movies with you, or maybe she didn't. I don't know. No, no, she, she really enjoyed it. She loves my company. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, it was great to catch up with you. It's been forever. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. Well, have a great uh, Christmas holiday. Thank you. Thanks for having me.